0: And welcome back to another episode of Locked on Chiefs. We are going to be talking with Lauren Cox of Locked on Bears, discussing this game as we're getting ready to head into a big game for the Chiefs. Maybe they can get right today on Locked on Chiefs.
1: From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked on Chiefs podcast.
0: Welcome back to the Locked on Chiefs podcast. I am Chris Clark from Chiefs Corner. That is Lauren Cox from Locked on Bears. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. We do appreciate that. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Go check out the Locked On Bears show. Lauren does a great job. He can tell you all about what's going on with Chicago Bears, which sounds like there's a ton going on right now. Uh, and we're going to get to that here in just a moment. But I do want to tell you about our friends over at Price Picks. This Crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by Price Picks. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to a hundred dollars. Lauren, you have a lot of stuff that is going on with you right now. Let's just dive into it. What is your biggest news this week?
1: Yeah. I mean, the biggest storyline entering this game is just everything going on. Like this, this organization feels like the sky is falling and everything is on fire and you're owing to, and guess what? You're playing the defending Super Bowl champions on Sunday. Great. Sounds good. Like, you know, it's, it feels like it, it can't get more chaotic than this. You know, like, like Wednesday started with the announcement of your left tackle on injured reserve for at least the next four weeks, followed by your quarterback sort of criticizing the coaching staff or how they've operated the offense, then kind of walking it back and blaming the media for maybe taking it out of context. I think that's maybe a little bit of a convenient excuse there. Then some really disturbing rumors about the defensive coordinator and why he's been away from the team, followed by a formal resignation of said defensive coordinator and some denial by the team of some of the rumors involved with his resignation. So now you're you're down a left tackle, you're down a coordinator, your quarterback and offensive coaching staff aren't feuding per se, but there's some there's some public weirdness there and all of a sudden it's like how can you be focused at all on trying to play a game on Sunday against the Chiefs like that the big storyline is can the Bears band together through what seems like a crazy amount of just adversity and distraction going on around this team to actually play a decent game when we haven't even seen them been able to do that this season without the quarterback stuff and the injuries to the offensive Mm -hmm. line and the, the defensive coordinator resignation like it's just it seems like impossible circumstances to be successful this week
0: there is so much going on in the Bears organization. I agree with you. That is going to be a very difficult thing to be able to tune all that out and play a good game. And you're right. I, I have to say, I was very surprised by Justin Fields' comments. You don't you don't ever really talk about your teammates. You don't really ever talk about your coaches. As a QB, you're supposed to be take, the one taking the blame and saying, I have to play better. And whether that's right or wrong, that's how you're supposed to play the position. and That's how you're supposed to show that you're a leader. So – him to come out and say what he did, I think that's very, very interesting, and shows that there's probably a little bit more going on there than everybody knows about.
1: Yeah, I think, I think for Justin, it wasn't that it was taken out of context, but I don't think he realized the way it sounded when it came out of his yeah. mouth. Like, I don't think he never sat down and intended to say, "Okay, I'm going to set fire to my coaching staff here." <laughs> but you know, he he was like trying to give us like a genuine moment of like honesty and opening up a little bit. It's like, yeah, he never, he's never denied that he's been struggling too, but he said, he's just thinking a little bit too much out there. And it feels like, you know, the, the coaches try and tell you so much. They try to give you so much information and try to help you grow and stay in the pocket. He said, sometimes it just becomes too much information and like too much coaching. And I need to just play fast and loose. And so when he says the exact phrase, like, well, why are you so stiff? Well, it's kind of coaching. That sounds like, well, I'm calling out my coaching staff. And he, he kind of is, but not in like a mean way, but just in a, like a, yeah, we need to change some things up offensively. And and the bears have kind of been clear about that too. Like, yeah, they haven't, like, if he hasn't been playing well, then that means they're not coaching up well enough. So it does feel like generally everyone in the organization, like coach and quarterback are on the same page. It's just sort of the way it's been presented publicly to the media and the way that can kind of be taken out of context and and the way it was delivered, maybe not perfect.
0: Well, and with everything else going on, it just doesn't, it just none of it really sits right. I mean, you lose your starting left tackle and you're go, already going up against a defensive line that's been playing pretty well over the past couple of weeks. And really if we flip over to the chief side, I think the biggest story of Kansas city right now is still that they're one and one. And what I mean by that is they didn't play well week one. They didn't really play great week two. Their offense did not win them the game against either. I mean, obviously they lost the first week, but they didn't win the game against the Jaguars either. They left points on the board. They couldn't get out of their own way at times with penalties and turnovers. And to hold Jacksonville to three field goals was fantastic. I think their defense is playing out of their minds right now, and I'm very impressed with what I've seen there. But offensively, it's too sloppy. And you would say that we've seen this before from Kansas City, and and we have. So I feel confident that they'll get it taken care of. But until they get to a point where they're actually all on the same page, running the routes right, uh, you know, not committing penalties that just kill drives, uh, you know, they had five – third downs that were like third and 14 or more uh three of them were 13 third and 19 or more I mean you can't win like that and even with Patrick Mahomes you can't consistently think you're going to get a first down in that scenario and when you do that that just makes it even harder turning the ball over three times against the Jaguars really didn't help they're lucky they only gave up nine points the defense like I said played fantastic but Kansas City's offense has got to get it figured out. And, I hate saying this right now, but I'm kind of hoping that this week is a get right game for them.
1: Yeah, though it feels like just what the doctor ordered, right? Like it's funny as I yep. heard you describe the problems with the Chiefs offense. A lot of similarities to what the Bears are dealing with offensively too. It's penalties, putting yourself in really long down and distance situations and then some turnovers, and also like receivers running the wrong routes or not running routes to the right place and getting play calls mixed up. Like yeah, that that's kind of what they're dealing with in Chicago. Just the difference is. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey as the level of talent there, as opposed to, you know, Justin Fields struggling and and a lot of the rest of the Bears offense struggling there too. So this Bears defense has also had quite a few holes in there, some miscommunication, a lot of new starters this year trying to get on the same page. And uh, a lot of Bears fans are pretty worried for a a big blowout here that this will be the time when Mahomes and company gets everything straightened out and Chiefs fans can leave this game feeling like, all right, back on track, proper trajectory towards the playoffs and maybe the Super Bowl.
0: Well, and, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I would have told you that that would be really important going into a Jets game, but that seems to be a game. That's also going to be a little bit different than what we ever expected uh, with the injury to Aaron Rodgers. So it's going to be interesting to watch what Kansas is able to do this week. Travis Kelsey coming back from the injury is, is great, but he's still not playing anywhere close to a hundred percent. And I don't know that he's probably even at 80%. Uh, he just doesn't have the same movement. So, Until he gets back closer to healthy, he's going to have a little bit of of issues with different things, and he's probably going to show frustration on the field, hoping that doesn't come out against the Bears on Sunday.
1: Yeah, I I have a feeling he'll have some of his runs. I know we'll get into it a little bit here, important players and matchups, and uh, that's a guy who's going to be a a big part of the Chiefs, ultimately, I think, moving towards a victory here.
0: Well, and... There's so much more to talk about. We're going to talk about the matchups. We're going to talk about what would it take for the Bears to win. What would it take for the Chiefs to win? And a little bit later, obviously, we will get into predictions. Who we think is going to win this game? Uh, but first, a word from our sponsors.
1: Price Picks is the better way to do daily fantasy sports. With Price Picks, they put you in complete control. It's just you versus the house. Unlike other daily fantasy, where okay, you know, you're putting your lineup together and you got to beat the Thousand other people that also put their lineup together to hope you're the one in a thousand to, to win the big payout prize picks is just you versus the projections available. So it's up to you and your football knowledge to pick correctly. You have to pick two to six players and whether they'll perform above or below their prize picks projection. We're talking passing yards, rushing yards, receiving yards and how they'll do in each individual game. And if you get your picks right, you can win some serious money. And it's a great way to have some stakes in some games that aren't just your Bears or your Chiefs every week, but if you're watching one of the other games, and you need a player to go above or below their prize picks projection, you care just a little bit more and have more reason to tune in. Now is the time to try it out for yourself. Head on over to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use our promo code NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's promo code NFL at lockdown lockdownnfl for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy. This crossover Thursday podcast is also brought to you by our friends at Jace Medical, the makers of the Jace Case. The Jace Case contains 5 life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. It's very simple. You fill out an online form and in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of their board certified physicians and they will send you antibiotics so you are ready for any situation. Sometimes when you're really not feeling well, when you're sick, you don't want to have to then go to the doctor, then go through the exam, then go to the pharmacy, then pick up the medication just to start feeling better. When you got the Jay's case on hand, you're already ready to go, especially as we've seen some supply chain issues, some places having shortages of certain antibiotics. Jace Case is there, so you are always prepared. You don't want to get caught without your Jace Case. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. You can save more than $360 by getting these life saving antibiotics with Jace Medical. Plus, you're going to get an additional $20 off your order if you use our promo code LOCKED ON at checkout on JACEMEDICAL.COM. That's J A S E Medical.COM. Promo code LOCKED ON. There's so much to talk
0: about in this game. Matchups are the biggest thing. What is your biggest matchup for this game?
1: For me, I'm I'm scared of any of the big Kansas City Chiefs weapons and and playmakers. I mean, I know like offensively, but but, I mean like the big names, right? The Travis Kelseys of the world, the Patrick Mahomes. But to me, I think I'm most scared for this game of Chris Jones. Now that he's back for the Kansas City Chiefs defensive line, the interior of the Bears O-line has been a big problem this year. And obviously now the injury at left tackle makes the tackle position that much more vulnerable, but I'm still mostly scared of that pressure, like right up the middle on Justin Fields. Like I not to take anything away from, you know, George Karloftis and some of the edge pressure that they've been able to get for the chiefs, but it's Chris Jones at the middle versus, you know, Lucas Patrick at center or really either of the guard situations right now. we still have some questions, but the two veterans at guards, you you hope can kind of figure it out, but the centers, you know, he's their backup center anyway. And, hasn't been very good. The communication has not been good. Passing off stunts has not been good. Getting the right depth. And I just feel like Chris Jones can have his way up the middle of this. It's a lot easier for Justin Fields to flush out of the pocket when it's the edge rusher coming around the side and he can get ahead of steam behind him and, and take off sideways you know, or like horizontally. But when it's Chris Jones coming right down the middle, that is. So much more difficult and so much more disruptive to Fields' his footwork to Fields trying to read the field downfield, which he's also struggled with this season. But it gets so much more difficult when someone like Chris Jones is uh, wrecking some havoc there.
0: You know, I'm glad you bring up Chris Jones. I do think that's going to be very intriguing to see what Kansas is able to do there and how they're able to use him. One of the things that really stood out in Week One was when they put him out on the edge, and they usually put him out on the edge on the left hand side on their left hand side, uh, which would be going up against Darnell Wright. Assuming he plays right tackle, because we don't really know right now uh, who's going to be playing in that position, uh, I would assume that the, though that if you know it ends up that you have Larry Borum as your starter, I would assume they put Chris Jones over him. That's going to be intriguing to me. But really, you get into George Karloftis, you get Mike Dana, uh, you know Felix Andy Dike, Uzama going up against you know those two tackles. I think that's going to be very interesting to see what kind of pressure they're able to create. Spagnuolo is also known for blitzing and sending people from different positions. So getting that blocked up from the offensive line's perspective is going to be something that is going to be very important. You know, when I look at this, all of those guys are going to, are going to be important, but the, the bigger question that I'm going to have is can Kansas city's offense finally put it together? Uh, and can it be something where they put it together and they start scoring points? I'm going to look at it a little bit more broadly can the offense in general get on a page where they can score multiple touchdowns in a game? That sounds like something the Kansas City Chiefs should be able to do, but they have shot themselves out of multiple touchdowns this year so far, and Chicago's defense hasn't been great, but I think they could still give them problems. If Kansas City beats themselves or if they get in a situation where they start making stupid penalties, which they've done in the past and turn the ball over as well, that's going to be a big problem.
1: Yeah, I I that, that that to me seems like the way. I know we'll get into a path to victory here, but like the Chiefs mostly just have to not beat themselves here, right? I mean, like that's that's gonna be part of the equation here. That this is not a I didn't want to
0: say that that way, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean the Bears have not generated a turnover yet this season. They've been vulnerable in the middle of the field. I mean, they let Jordan Love kind of go all over them. But at the same time, this Bears defense does have talent. You know, they they've invested mm-hmm. a lot with big linebackers in free agency. They've got guys they like at safety, although Eddie Jackson's injury at this point may may keep him out a little bit longer and so but but like Jalen Johnson a cornerback and they like Tyreek Stevenson like they've got guys with some talent they're just not playing enough like an 11-man defensive unit at this point and so it does feel like eventually they'll start to mesh a little bit more and start to figure it out is it going to be this week against the Chiefs i Guessing probably not, but you never know. Like we haven't seen that like big game-changing play from somebody like Tremaine Edmonds, who did that all the time in Buffalo. Like eventually yeah. he's gonna settle in a little bit, feel a little bit more comfortable, and he's gonna be able to, you know, step in front of a pass and make that turnover or come into the backfield and make that big tackle for a loss or some kind of high impact play. It's like, oh yeah, that's why you sign these guys. And like Unique Ngakwe, who they signed from the Colts, he he missed two sacks on Baker Mayfield last week, in and out of his arms, two missed tackles on Baker Mayfield. Like eventually those are gonna start to be sacks. Like the Bears are getting there but they're not quite there and so the Chiefs just have to make sure that they're not handing that to the Bears on a silver platter and I think they should be okay
0: well and that's a great question or that's a great point is how are the linebackers going to play in this game are they going to be able to get out Patrick? or the, is the defensive line going to be able to get after Patrick Mahomes? but I will also say that this is going to be interesting to see because is Everflues going to continue calling defensive plays or since now your defensive coordinator is actually fully stepped down. Are they going to give somebody else the duties of calling the defense? Uh, How's that going to play out? How's it going to change the defense from what they've already been doing?
1: Yeah. I would imagine at some point they'll name an interim defensive coordinator or sort of give some of the more defensive coordinator duties to one of the assistants, probably the linebacker coach, Mike Burgosney. I can never say his name correctly. Or the, or the quarterbacks coach, John Hoke. But You know, Iberflus took over the play calling last week, and I would imagine with all of the instability that's surrounding all this right now, that he might just say, all right, I need to go hands on here and just continue to call the defense, at least for now, if not for the rest of the season. But we haven't been in love with Matt Iberflus's defensive play calling either, you know, coverage wise, very basic primarily like cover three and cover two is 60% of their snaps. And when they do show two deep safeties, majority of the time it's cover two, they don't do a lot of cover four and cover six. So like, it becomes pretty easy for opposing quarterbacks to read and it doesn't help then, you know, when your pass rush is struggling to get home and you've got multiple rookies in the secondary and now injuries in the secondary, they were their third string nickel cornerback last week. So that does never that never bodes well when Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback, even if the Chiefs offense has been struggling. And even if you know, like I know they've had injuries of Richard James and, and Kadarius Tony weren't practicing on Wednesday and already they were a little at receiver. Like I, I Bears fans are still just as scared as they would be, even if this was the Chiefs of a couple of years ago, really flying high.
0: Well, and that's gonna be a big question. Who's gonna play wide receiver for Kansas City? I right now, I would imagine Kadarius Tony is going to play. Uh, We will see if that ends up happening, but I think Richie James is probably going to miss this week. I think the rest of the injuries for the Chiefs are probably going to be things that they're really just trying to give guys an extra day of rest, trying to get them past things. Nick Bolton and Willie Gay both were on the injury report, did not practice, but they both actually got injured during the game and were able to go back in and play. So I would expect that they'll be available this week uh, on defense. So we'll see how that goes.
1: Yeah, I I think that's going to go a long way for for trying to find those matchups that the the Chiefs can win and start to start to get things back on track for them. And I think, you know, for the Bears, the the more help they can get from Kansas City missing guys in action and trying to put new players out there and make them work, the more the Bears can can find some stability of their own and, and try and come find some miracle way to come away with a win.
0: Well, and we're going to talk about that here a little bit more in just a second talk about what it could take, what it would take for the Bears to get a win in this game, what it would take for the Chiefs to get a win. And a little bit later, obviously, we're going to give you our predictions is who's going to win this game and maybe even score predictions. Uh, but I want to tell you about our friends over at Bird Dogs. If you haven't checked out Bird Dogs yet, you absolutely deem to. They are fantastic. Bird Dogs make you look good. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh, and leg, giving you a trolley sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day. Bird Dogs are functional for any occasion, whether it's golf, evening out, pool, workout, whatever you want to really do. Check out Bird Dogs. This product is a fantastic Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL or enter promo code locked on NFL at checkout for a free bird dogs, water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL for a free water bottle at checkout. You don't, you won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. All right, Lauren, so much to talk about when we get into what it would take for each team to win. Go ahead. Let us know. What do you think it would take for the bears to get a win? in this scenario or in this game?
1: Uh, It would take some sort of miracle that, (laughs) you know, like the Pope would have to be involved in some way, or, you know, some sort of religious deity would come from the sky and, you know, come down upon this game and bless the bears in some way to, to lead them to victory. No, I mean, I mean, sure. It's not, it's not impossible, but uh, it, it would take a lot. It would take some of the things you were talking about, like the chiefs would need to absolutely beat themselves and the bears need to stop, Beating themselves, it would take a couple of probably fluky turnovers from Patrick Mahomes. You know, a batted pass that gets picked off, a strip sack in the in the pocket. You know, different things like that, where the Bears can generate some extra possessions on turnover. Maybe like a muffed punt or a a blocked field goal or something like that. Which the Bears actually did block a field goal earlier this season. Like they would need to stack some of these kind of lucky plays, and then on top of that, the Bears would need to do some of the things that Justin Fields talked about at his press conference, we talked about it earlier, right? Like they need to get back to running an offense that fits him. The Bears need to come out sort of redesigned an offense the same way they did last season, about five games through the year, where they said, screw up quarterback running game. We're going to that. We're going to roll out the pocket a little bit more, simplify things, not try and make him a pocket passer and open some things up. And if all of a sudden, like everything can start clicking on the Bears offense with a new scheme, maybe the defense can set a little bit more, maybe the, maybe the stabilizing voice of, Matt Eberflus somehow makes it click for them. And maybe there's somehow some addition by subtraction when you lose your defensive coordinator. I mean, I don't think he was doing a specifically bad job on the field. But, you know, if all those things can come together, that would be the upset of the week and maybe the upset of the season, (laughs) given everything that the Bears have going on around this organization in order for this team to have a victory there. And I imagine, though, then on the flip side, the path to victory for the Chiefs is, is much simpler and in theory much easier. I would agree
0: with that statement, but I would also argue that we have seen teams that have gone through complete reorganizations or crap or however you want to state however you want to say it and come out focused and be able to put all that energy into playing against a team. I I agree with you. This that it would be difficult for the Bears to do. They have so many things going on for them. You know, losing your left tackle is, is a big enough thing. Losing your defensive coordinator is a big enough thing by itself as well. Justin Fields coming out and saying that he's thinking too much. I don't imagine that that's going to be any easier against a guy like Steve Spagnolo, who is known for going after young QBs. He's never played against Steve Spagnolo. So it's going to be something where he's going to be uh, getting attacked via blitz probably multiple different times and from multiple different positions. It's going to be something that they're going to do. They're going to throw everything at Justin Fields and try to make him think. And, you know, I watched a little bit of the film against the, you know, for the Bears playing. And he was thinking he saw passes that were there, didn't throw. And if you do that against Kansas City, you're liable to get sacked by somebody on the defensive line. So for Kansas City to win, I think you're right. I think they, they just have to play their own game. And defensively, I don't I'm not concerned about that. It's nothing against your offense. It's more from what I've seen from the defense to this point. They know what they're doing. They are all on the same page, and they're all going in the same direction, which is something that I never thought I'd say for Chiefs defense early in the season. But they've got something there this season that they've never had. So that's going to be exciting to see. But when it comes to the offense, it's just a question of can you be in the place you're supposed to be? And I hate being a broken record, but it's – you know one of the best examples of this is week one where you have Richie James crossing – uh, Tony's face as he's trying to catch the ball, you're not, the spacing was wrong. He ran the route too deep. If you keep doing those types of things and you get out of position in that type of scenario, when Andy Reed's offense is all about spreading people out and opening up the field, that makes it so much harder on yourself than it has to be. Uh, don't make mental mistakes. Don't, I mean, you can handle a couple of penalties, but they had almost 10 penalties against the Jaguars. They had three turnovers against the Jaguars. Luckily, they were able to get two turnover. They were able to get a turnover back. So in that scenario, it worked out for them. But it's going to be something where they have to quit beating themselves and their offense needs to show up. Uh, And I think that they will this week. I do think that the offense is going to start getting a little bit better. But there's questions right now uh, if they're going to have much of a running game. Pacheco could be out this game.
1: Yeah, I, I I'm glad you brought up the point about Steve Spagnolo and, and Fields in the blitz there because I think that's going to be really critical in this game. That like last week against the Buccaneers, another blitz-heavy defense for the, that Fields faced with Todd Bowles and the Bears were surprisingly good at picking it up and preparing for it and responding for it. Like Fields' sacks in that game, I think he was sacked four times in the first half, and three of them were just him holding onto the ball too long. Like yes, the blitz yeah. ends up getting home, but like he. He stood there and held it and waited on, waited, waited for it. And, and it's thought the, too much. Yeah. And, and for the most part, like when they blitz, it, it it's forced fields to like be more decisive. Cause it's like, he snaps it. As soon as he recognizes that it's a blitz, he knows, like it forces him to speed up his internal clock a little bit more. And he can, so he, he seemed to be a little bit more effective overall. I mean, you can kind of debate how much more effective, but like when the blitz was coming, he would just like snap. All right, I got to throw it. It's going here as opposed to like, Okay snap drop back going through my full progression taking my time and then all of a sudden you know sack comes and gets me because I'm waiting for this play to develop so there's there's almost this reverse effect where if 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 the look isn't confusing enough and the blitz is just coming he can have he can have a good response to it but to 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 the Bears credit like they were able to pick that up a little bit better against against the, the Buccaneers but I'm less confident now with Again, your left tackle on injured reserve, and maybe moving some different guys around on the offensive line. Like the communication has not been great there. Spagnuolo certainly has a has a good opportunity, especially with as well as they did against Trevor Lawrence last week. I'm not expecting Fields to come in all of a sudden and, and light them on fire.
0: Well, and that's a, you make a great point. I mean, you did play well against the blitz, but the one thing that Spags has always done is he, he seems to catch young QBs in blitzes where they don't see it coming. So that's really where he, I think he makes his hay against you know, young QBs and throwing things at them that they've never seen. And, and they're going to be sending a, you know, a safety that doesn't look like he would ever be the one that's, you know, blitzy, but, it but they're going to send a safety. And they're probably going to drop a defensive tackle on the, in the pass coverage. I've seen it so many times. It's annoying because you sit there and you're like, you don't want that guy out, but that's what they do. So it'll be interesting to watch. I'm really intrigued to see what the defense is going to do. It's always fun to see, uh, Spagnola's defense go up against a young QB because you really get an idea of what that QB has.
1: Yeah, I I think i, I think you're 100% right on board there. What's your score prediction for this game then? I think we both think the Chiefs are going to win. It's just a question of by how much. Uh,
0: you know, if this would have been before week one, I probably would have gone higher. Um, right now, with the way the offense has been playing, I'm going to say 27-13 Chiefs.
1: Yeah, that's – I was coming around a similar range. The first score I thought was 31-13 because I think the Chiefs will get a little bit more going. But I, I don't know. I also feel like there's a chance the Bears find a little bit more offensively. Like, again, no way the Bears win this football game, but can they get things going? I, I'm, I'll stick with 31-13. That was my original feeling there. I mean, I think they gave up 38 to Jordan Love and the Packers. I think Patrick Mahomes can, in theory, get some things going a little bit more there. But, you know, to, to your point, like, sloppiness is going to go a long way here. And the team that can beat themselves – less in this game will certainly find themselves with a much easier time. I still think the Bears need a little bit more than just not beating themselves. And if the Chiefs get out of their own way, I, th- I think they'll be right back on track where they need to go.
0: Well, and the one thing I will say, and the re- another reason I'm not going higher is because Kansas City tends to, if they get up early, like say they go up 21, 21, 7 or 21, 10, even they'll coast in the second half and they will just settle for field goals. They won't really try very hard on offense. And it's something that ticks me off to no end because that's how you risk losing games to teams that you probably shouldn't lose to. And that would be a concern that I would have going up against the Bears because you're absolutely right. If the Chiefs play, it doesn't matter how they play in the first half, if they come out and blow it in the second half and throw a pick six or fumble the ball and have it return for a touchdown, Bears are in the game and it's a completely different ball game.
1: Yeah, and I, I will say, like, the Bears have been very good at, like, stealing that second half drive where, like, you know, they've been garbage for – the last quarter and a half and somehow like early in the fourth quarter, Justin Fields goes six for six for 90 yards and a touchdown scoring drive like that. That basically happened against the Buccaneers. Like all of a sudden they have been three and out, three and out, three and out. For some reason, this one drive, they come out and just everything clicks for one drive. And then after that drive, they fall apart again. But like they do just enough to either, if you're the opponent, scare you like, oh no, wait, are the bears going to come back? Or if you're the bears redevelop that home, like, oh man, maybe they're going to come back in this one. Like maybe they figured it out. And then, okay. Then like last week as the Bucks. They called a screen pass three plays in a row, and the third one was a pick six, like because the defense knew it was coming. So, like, it, it's always like one step forward, four steps back with this team. But that one step in the second half, it'll scare you a little bit, just a little bit.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see the game regardless. It is not very often that we play the Chicago Bears. So, I'm looking forward to that, looking forward to seeing how the Chiefs respond to a lackluster performance last week against the Jaguars, but a good performance on defense uh, and, and see what they get done in this game. Lauren, thank you so much. Really do appreciate you coming on. Uh, a lot of fun always doing these crossovers.
1: Of course. Thanks for having me. And uh, please, please have some mercy on us this week.
0: <laughs> Andy Reed is the kind of coach that will have mercy on teams. So don't worry about that. I don't think that's going to be a problem. Thank that's you all so for listening and today. And what was that? It's
1: a Matt Nagy revenge game. He's got to stick it to him. Oh, that's,
0: that's a good point. I didn't think about, it, but, you also have the the former, you know, your GM is also a former chief. So, it, you know, it goes both ways. Yeah. So Good. we'll see. Thank you all for listening today. We really do appreciate it. Check out another Locked On show, maybe Locked On NFL, and we will be back to talk to you tomorrow about this game and give you a little bit more insight on who can really stand out in this
1: game and what each team needs to do. Thanks, everybody.